Welcome back to my quarter life crisis, the 20 something podcast. Hi, Darren. How you doing? I'm doing good. The festive vibes continue, so I'm feeling good. I still don't have my tree up. Girl, what? I know. I guess you're probably not going to put it up then. No, I'm going to. Do you need my help? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like that big of a task. It's just like of on my list of shit to do. It's just kind of towards the bottom. If it was just us, I probably wouldn't do it this year, like straight up. Like I'm just, for some reason, I'm really not in the holiday spirit this year and that's not like me, but I have to get my shit together for my kids. Like I have to put a tree up for them. Not to be dramatic, but you're literally creating their childhood memories. So like get it together. I know. I'm I'll not going to do ornaments. Over. I'm not doing ornaments though. I'm not going to torture myself with that shit this year. It's just going to be a tree with lights and it's going to be fine. I'm not going to torture myself. Do they like yank them off? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And we also have a one-year-old puppy. Like I'm just not fucking with it. I still like the vibe of a plain Christmas tree that has lights on it. Yeah, me too. It's still vibey. Vibey. I gotta do that. I'll come by sometime this weekend be a little Christmas elf for you. Meanwhile, I have two Christmas trees, <laughs> a mantle, all my presents wrapped. <laughs> but I don't have children, so. But that's part of the problem, too, is I have to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's almost like Preston did this, this timing so that he didn't have to help. He's a Scrooge. Hater! Mm-hmm. How was your week? It was not too bad. Semi-uneventful, which, like, for me, no news is good news, so... It's all right. This week, I went and got ADHD tested, and I'm saying that with quotations. So I talked to my PCP about it a few weeks ago, and I just told her all the reasons I was struggling, all this stuff. And she was like, yeah, let's get you tested. It definitely sounds like it. And so my doctor's office like offers this testing. So I went in, and it's literally just a computer. I sit down at it, and it instructs me on what to do. So it will either flash a number one or a number two on the screen, or there's a speaker that says one or two. And my job was to click the mouse for a one. So if number one was on the screen or the speaker said number one, click ignore all the twos. That's all this test was for 15 minutes. That's all it was. And when I tell you that these numbers were coming up slow on this computer, it's not like they were (laughs) racing through and I was having a hard time keeping up. It was slow. I was getting bored and sleepy because I was like, okay. And I just knew during, I was like, I'm getting all of these because like, this is not difficult. So afterwards I went and got the guy and I was like, is is that all this is whatever and this report came up and he was like so for you to be considered for adhd or to like move on to further testing this number has to be below 80 and mine was at 115 so he was like so yeah we can't even like consider you like he was just like saying it was final and it was kind of like kicking me out the door it felt like and i was trying really hard not to like (laughs) cry (laughs) be upset with him i told him I was like, well, I just kind of assumed that there would be actual questions (laughs) on this test. Like, I just didn't know that's all this was. And I didn't say this to him. I was talking with my mom about it afterwards, and she brought up a really good point. I really like, like, number and word games. Like, I still do the Wordle. Who still does Wordle? (laughs) 
I play like number games. Do I do that shit all the time. So this little game on the computer was nothing out of the ordinary for me. And when I tell you it was slow, it was slow. Okay. I don't know. I just felt really like dismissed and invalidated. And I did cry as I walked out to my car. I cried because I was just so frustrated because I had really been struggling. And I saw this as like the step to like one of the first steps to a resolution and it just felt like the door was kind of shut in my face. So I know it's not necessarily over. I'm still definitely going to try to find a a psychiatrist and try to have like an actual conversation and see if there's further testing that can be done because I feel quite confident in this and I think I have to advocate for myself a little bit more. But it was just a wild experience. And like some people have a really hard time getting their self, getting themselves into the doctor and taking that step for themselves. And, you know, if, if somebody was really struggling with that and they experienced the same thing, I don't know. It was just like really discouraging. It was not cool. It's like they gave you the test that like five-year-olds would take and then that would be challenging for them. No, literally anybody could have done it. Like, it was not hard. And I don't know, if, because it was 15 minutes long, I don't know if I was supposed to get bored and sloppy with it, like, if that's what they were looking for. But one, I'm not going to, like, lie on these tests. But it wasn't even hard. Like, <laughs> I don't know. So that was that. Now I have to try to find a psychiatrist, which sounds intense. Like, it kind of makes me cringe when I say that. But but it, it just sucks because now, like, that is a whole process. You know, you got to find somebody with your insurance and get in and... That's that another whole ordeal. Worst. I know. I'm also one of those people that never will like go out of my way to go to the doctor. I literally try to avoid it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I had a very uneventful week, but I have a new product that I'm obsessed with. So as you guys might or might not know, I bought my house in January. So we've been here for almost a year. And we had a lot of people help us unpack our house. So I tend to find random things in random places. I'm like, huh, I forgot about this. Or like, I didn't even know this was here just because I truly did not unpack my house myself. And so I found this present I had gotten for Christmas last year. I'll show you a picture of it. It's the Rubbermaid Power Scrubber. It's the size of a toothbrush. I saw that on your story. Let me tell you. And I was like, huh, let me get this out. I can I can use this because I decided to like deep clean my bathrooms. And so I got it out, put a battery in it. And this thing is like turbo mode. Like <laughs> it's. It's like a toothbrush, but like with a oh, bigger on X Games mode. It was on X Games mode. It was like a little bit bigger than a toothbrush scrub, but I was going ham on my baseboards. And then I thought, huh, let me put this into work on my kitchen cabinets because my kitchen cabinets had like, you know, just like shit gets on them, like gunk here and there and just things get crusted in the kitchen from like all the oils and stuff. I can't even tell you I went so in on these baseboards and the cabinets. My cabinets look brand new. And you don't even know that they look like that until you're literally sitting on the floor like up close and personal with them. Yeah. And this little tool was like, I looked on Amazon, it's less than 20 bucks. Solid, solid gift idea. And then I used it on my shower, kind of like in the crevice Mm -hmm. to get in there. Oh my gosh, so satisfying. I was thinking about it and I was like, this is kind of like how Addison was talking about that bizzle. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Cleaner. But imagine combining the steam plus the scrubber. Mm -hmm. Oh, not a German site. (laughs) Oh, this is what happens when you turn 25. It's like the cleaning tools. You're like, 
Oh, this it's, gets me happy. It's like how Kim Kardashian said she gets horny when she cleans her kids' playroom. That's what gets me going. It got me going. So I'm going to post a link to it because it's just like something you would never buy yourself, but it would be a really good gift for like a white elephant or just like stocking stuffer or something if you need a small gift for like your mom, your aunt, cousin, whatever. <laughs> telling you. And then you use it and you're like, damn, how did I ever clean without this? I need somebody to come in and actually clean my house from top to bottom. Like with my kids, I just look at the wall and I'm like, how is the wall? just dirty kids and two dogs you have to clean your walls i do but there's a lot of walls you need to get this little tool i swear if i see a little mark i just like pull it out and then and then i just wipe it away so convenient yeah usually on my walls i take a magic eraser to it Mm, that's a good idea that's pretty good i've seen that people use the uh oh cedar mop that spinny one that's what i have but then they put it in like the the tide powder and water. That's what I do. Hot, but do it on the wall. <laughs> Smart. But like, I don't really, know why really I've never thought of that. Out. I don't know why I've never thought of that. Yeah, make the water super super hot, like boiling. Boiling. Yeah. But just rinse the water out really, you know, like really wring it out so it's not like dripping water. But yeah, it will get like the extra level of dirt off of your walls. Yeah, if you don't know, apparently the best way to mop or clean your walls apparently is to use like boiling hot water put in i think for that whole mop bucket you only need like a tablespoon of powder, powder tide. tide give her a good mix and it and gets then, like and then you're supposed dirt. to put a little bit of bleach mm. like a dash i can't be trusted around bleach pretty sure this sweatshirt has a bleach stain on it I just exclusively right <laughs> I exclusively clean with bleach. I just have like those empty spray bottles. Like I just buy spray bottles, hot ass water, and some bleach. That's how I clean everything. Hmm. The more you know. Mm-hmm. Today for our little topic of the week. We have wine and nobody is safe. <laughs> We're coming for your throats. <laughs> We're gonna talk about first dates gone wrong. <laughs> we debated on talking about X. But I felt like first date stories are just like so iconic. And then I thought of this horrible first date I went on. And then I was like, I have to share. I don't even know which one you're referring to. You were involved with it. So you're going to remember once I start telling the story. Huh. Okay. Okay. You want to go? You want me to tell mine or you want to tell yours first? Okay. So the thing about me, I'm just really exposing myself here. I don't really have that many bad first date stories. I more so have, like, bad hookup stories. <laughs> I don't know if I need to, like, full-on expose myself like that. I do have one that I'm going to tell today, but I haven't had, like, the traumatic, horrible first date stories that some people have had that we will share. No, mine's definitely not trauma, but it was just so painfully awkward, and I'll leave it at that, and I'll just have to tell the story, but let's hear your story first. Me? Yes, I want to hear yours first. <sighs> I got a little story for you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of nervous because my mom's going to listen to this and I'm a grown ass adult, but I still feel like she might kick my ass. Stacey, let's be nice. So mom and uh, Mimo, just give me some grace on this one. Okay. They're probably both like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) They're like, where is this going to go? It's not that bad. I'm like, it's okay. So literally like. One week after I moved to college, like I think I moved into my apartment one weekend and then this was 
the next weekend, I had been talking to this guy on probably Tinder. And so like we had been talking. It wasn't like me and then the next day. We had been talking for a little while and things were like fine. And I don't know, I just like my newfound freedom, I think just really got the best of me. <laughs> but he like lived a little ways away, not in College Station, like somewhere where he like it was a little bit of a drive i think maybe like san antonio low-key and so i do not recall where you're going with this i don't even know if you know about it (laughs) so he drove let's say from san antonio and we went to fuego in college station and it was actually fine like the date part was okay but it was just fine it wasn't anything magical and i was 18 so i think my mind just literally didn't even think about what if this doesn't go well this man drove a couple hours away is he gonna drive back at the end of this or like what's the plan here so we went to dinner and then we just kind of like hung out i don't i really don't remember that much after that but I remember he was just going to stay the night, but things were happening and I was just like really ready for him to go and he wasn't quite picking up on that. And so he had been in like a four-wheeling accident a couple days before and so he had this huge ass i don't even like i like a gash n- more than a gash like his like like a- raw skin oh yeah Ugh. all on his calf it was so big and it was fresh so it was kind of like icky oozy and he, yes and he hadn't gotten it looked at and so for me to see it he must have been changing or something like i don't even know but i did see it and <laughs> I was like, just to like try to get him to leave. I was like, oh my God, that looks horrible. (laughs) And he was like, I mean, yeah, like it's kind of like fresh. And I was like, no, 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 no. I think that's infected. And I was just like probably making him feel like shit about this. And I was like, that does not look right. That's not okay. And then, um... I don't know. I was like, no, you can't leave that unexposed like that. You have to go to the hospital right now. You have to get that looked at. That is so not okay. <laughs> I'm like gaslighting the fuck out of you. He's like, he's like, this is on my he's like, I have a paper cut. probably midnight and so i'm like convincing this man you have to drive back to san antonio right now shit you don't even have to drive to san antonio there's a hospital down the street like but you you don't gotta go home but you can't stay here you gotta go to the hospital my man and he did isn't (laughs) i'm not okay my contacts like falling out of my eye i actually have mascara under your eyes oh my god I don't know if that's even worse that I actually did convince him to go to the hospital. Did he actually, he went? Uh Uh-huh. I don't remember what happened, but I know he went. Oh my God, you're toxic. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's, that's the epitome of being a dumbass 18 year old. Like I didn't even think about like, where is he going to stay? Is he expecting to stay the night here? Is he expecting to stay the night here? I had to do what I had to do. 
Okay, mine is not as it's funny, but like, wow, I can't top your story. So this story you're definitely involved with. So I come back to College Station from maybe winter break. There was this guy that I had been slightly talking to. He was in several classes with me and he asked me one night, hey, um, would you like to go to Hurricane Harry's with me? And I'm like, uh, yeah, Hurricane Harry's is like a country bar. This is the first time I heard Post Malone. No, this is a different night of Hurricane Harry's. Oh, okay. Sorry. I I'm not a country girl. I'm just not. But I was like, whatever. This guy that I am somewhat interested asked me on a date, so I'm going to go. So I get all cute or whatever. And then at first he said he was going to come pick me up. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he's like, never mind. Just meet me there. And so I was like, uh, okay. And I believe you dropped me off. Not sure why, but that was the first thing that was odd. I was like, you're asking me to go country dancing with you. But you can't pick me up when my house is literally three minutes from Hurricane Harry's. Like, Mm -hmm. it would just be more convenient to pick me up. That's not what a cowboy would do. Literally. So we get there, and the vibes were just obscure. Um, I don't know how else to describe (laughs) it. (laughs) So you know when you're normally, like, at a country dance place, you ask them, like, hey, can I have this dance or whatever? Like, you go out on the dance floor. Yeah. No, um, he wasn't leading the way in any sort of, I don't even think we danced together one time. We were standing there, you know, I'm the girl. He's supposed to ask me for a dance. We're just standing there. Then he starts saying, look at that guy right there. And I'm like, what about him? He's like, he looks like he wants to dance with you. I'm like, what? And he just kept saying that. He's like, you should go ask that guy to dance. And then I was just like, why Is this camouflaged as him actually being somebody else's wingman? I was legitimately so confused. And I was just like, ha, no. Like, dude, I'm here to dance with you. Like, what? Mm-hmm. That just kept going on for legit 30 minutes. He never asked me to dance. And I was were like, y'all talk. Like, were you having conversation or were y'all just kind of standing there awkwardly? I mean, it was small talk, but like, I had known this guy for three or four months at least because we had been in class together. So he wasn't like out of the blue. Is this the same guy that 100% flirted with you all the time? And then when you invited him to your birthday party, he asked if he could bring his girlfriend? Yes. This guy was weird. I can't remember if that was before or after this event. It was probably before. Okay, yeah, maybe. Your birthday was after this event. It would have had to have been. Yeah, okay. Whatever. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure in the logistics. So. Well, no, you wouldn't have gone to Harry's with him if you knew he had a girlfriend. That's what I'm saying. This must have happened after he broke up with the girlfriend. I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead. So this went on for like 30 minutes, maybe longer. And I was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Well, no, he said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I was like, okay, me too. I get in the bathroom and I'm like full on like, I cannot be here any longer. Like I have to leave. Yep. Like you can't pay me to be here. (laughs) And so I text Addison like please SOS come get me like I have to leave like this is horrible and so Addison pulls up we legit live three minutes away yeah luckily Addison comes picks me up I come out of the bathroom expecting to like tell him a lie (laughs) expecting to say like make up an excuse for why I need to leave I'm shitting my brains out I gotta go I come out of the bathroom he's not there and I'm like not sure where he is I kind of look around for a minute and then I'm like "Mm, fuck it I'm just gonna walk out the front door (laughs) (laughs) like don't know where he is don't care so i just leave and then i text him maybe five minutes later after i've left the building and gone into your car and i was like hey um i couldn't find him anywhere my roommate just called me and our other roommate got a flat tire on the highway so i really need to go and help them because i know how to change a tire (laughs) which was not true not even a good excuse that was what we came up with in a spur of a 
spur notice whatever the fuck they say in the spur of the moment in the spur of the moment and then you know we had many classes together after that because we were the same major and it was always awkward after that but i was like first of all why'd you ask me to go on a date and then and then like mate try to make me dance with other guys the entire time like it was so weird like is this some reverse psychology that i'm not picking up on like nair i don't want to do that the first red flag was that he was in the core yeah i should have known so there is that but no he was weird because i would even see your text messages and stuff he flirted with you all the time and then he apparently had a girlfriend too but then i was thinking well maybe he didn't ask me here as like a date but then i'm like why would a like why would a guy ask me to go country dancing with yeah, him no like you don't just ask someone to go to a country dance bar unless you're like trying to go on a date yeah 100 percent it's not like, hey, let's go to Chili's. And it's like, you can take your friend to Chili's. No, like, country dancing is like a couple thing. This or that. But, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> that was, like, the most awkward exchange I've ever been through. And that's one of those things that would keep me up at night. I would just think back. <laughs> be like, what the fuck? Like, what? Did that actually that happen? Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm still confused on that whole event. And, like, what? Like, what the fuck? I have another story. It's not my story, but it has to be told. The world has to hear it. We have a friend. I'm not going to put her on blast. Let's call her... Beth. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) You have a better name? No. So this was also early college. Mm -hmm. This whole episode is really going to be exposing the fucking audacity of men. (laughs) So I was at our friend Beth's apartment and it must have been a guy from an app. Yeah, definitely. Probably Tinder. Probably. Anyways, so they were talking. September 2015. We're like 18 years old. Yeah. Like no. No business. No logic in these heads yet. (laughs) Bopping around. So they were talking and then they found out that they lived at the same apartment complex. And so me and a few other friends were over there like studying, just having like dinner together, hanging out. And this guy was like, oh, we like they found out they lived in the same apartment complex. And he was like, can I just like come by and say hi, like see your face, whatever. When you put it that way, it sounds semi-innocent. That's not what had happened. This man comes over to her apartment. There's probably at least four of us, not including her there. Like we're obviously in the middle of something, okay? and also she's cooking us dinner so she's like a little preoccupied anyway this man comes over just kind of walks in does not just give a casual hi and then leaves no he comes into her apartment sits at the counter and like watches her cook us dinner and then when it's done he can see that we're all eating she's waiting to eat and he just won't stop talking to her will not take the hint that he was not invited was not welcome and guys when i tell you it literally had to be between an hour and a half to two hours that this man was here because we were desperate like what do we do to get this man out of here so kind of a similar situation i think the story was that some one of our friends had a car issue and so we all had to go like literally all four of us pile in um sos that guy doesn't actually uh, okay i don't remember if he didn't actually live at the apartments or if he was going to one of his friend's houses i don't know this man had the fucking audacity to ask oh well while y'all are on your way to go help your friend can you go drop me off at these apartments i don't remember if that's actually where he lived or if like we were just dropping him off at a friend's apartment but we did just to get him out of there did he eat like a dinner plate 
I don't think so. So he just sat there and watched you guys while you all ate. And he was just like chatting her ear off. So like we were kind of behind him because he was sitting at their like kitchen bar and their living room was behind that. So like we had all finished our dinner and then like way more time went. But then Beth never got to eat her dinner because this man is just sitting there and like she made us this dinner and she didn't even get to eat. I know. I wish that she was here. Maybe we should FaceTime her. (laughs) But I know that they were talking about some weird ass shit too. It wasn't like good conversation i think he might have been showing her literally i want to say it was like bmx youtube videos or some shit like that that's like bicycles <laughs> yeah oh yeah anywho so that's a little personal ties <laughs> but we also looked up some other crazy stories that we just wanted to share and kind of give our takes on Here is a story. So it starts off. So we're still in high school and we'd been hanging out forever. Really liked each other. He's a pretty decent nerdy guy. We played StarCraft together all the time. Have a couple of classes together. He takes me to a magic tournament. No comment on that. Cool. I register and start playing. I advance and he throws a hissy fit after I beat him and refuses to drive me home. The guy behind the counter guilts him to taking me home and we're about halfway through the awkward silence home when he gets pulled over by the cops for speeding. Instead of cooperating, he throws a fucking fit and starts yelling. Officer asks him to step out of the car and he eventually does. I'm in tears, so the nice officer calls my parents to come and get me from the side of the road because he's taking date guy to the station for belligerence, as he said, totally ruining your night. I had to answer a ton of questions with this guy sitting in the back of the cop car, glaring daggers at me. Worst date I've ever had, and I had to continue taking classes with him until the end of the year. We never spoke again. (laughs) That's kind of like yours. Like, what do you do when you have to continuously see somebody like that? Cry. (laughs) It's it was painful to keep going to classes with this guy. I was like, oh my god! Can you imagine having such a horrible date that you're just like praying that this man gets arrested so you have a way out? I'd be like, officer, uh, I don't know if you're gonna take him, but but could you? Uh, can you take me, <laughs> please? <laughs> okay, this one that I found is kind of long, but it's let's hear it. Buckle up. Okay, so she call she calls this guy Matt. Matt and I had talked for about a week before meeting up. He seemed fun and goofy, and we got along well. During that week, however, he did a few things that made me question things. First, at one point, he sent me a series of unsolicited selfies with the caption, hot pick alert, and a siren emoji. <laughs> I want that confidence. I want to be so fucking oblivious and confident. Hot pick alert! <laughs> I'll admit, he was really attractive, but I found that to be quite odd. Two, he very quickly started calling me babe and other cutesy names. That might not sound bad on its own, but what I've learned from having clearly dated the wrong men in the past is that men who do this too soon also have issues with boundaries. True. So with that said, I still agreed to meet up because I was trying not to be too judgmental and wanted to see what he'd be like in person. We decided to meet up at an Indian restaurant at 1 p.m. on a Saturday. I texted him earlier in the day to say that I looked forward to our date. At 12.30, I didn't hear from him and figured he changed his mind. A few minutes later, he asks if we're still on, apparently not having received my earlier message. I let him know that I texted him earlier and then he says he'll be about 10 minutes late. Okay, no big deal. I get to the restaurant at about 1.05 and text him that I'm here. He says he'll be there soon. Around 1.20 or so, Matt texts that he's pulled over for speeding and the cop is asking about his truck, so he's not sure how long he'll be, but he'll be there soon. I do understand that things come up and plans don't always go as planned. 
so I decide to text some friends and otherwise look up random stuff on my phone. Before I know it, it's 1.45. I text him saying that I'm giving him 10 more minutes and then I'm leaving. Matt texts that his GPS rerouted him and took him a super long way. At the 11 minute mark, I'm looking on the menu and about to order. He texts me that he's here. I take the minute that I know it's going to take him to walk from the parking lot to the restaurant to go to the bathroom. Then I get another text. Seriously? Were you even here? Me. I'm in the bathroom. Him. Are you messing with me? I walk around to the front area, and he's not there, so I call him. He said he walked in and didn't see anyone, so he asked if someone was in the bathroom. They told him no, and with irritation, he asks me why they would say no. I have no clue. Then I see him walk into the restaurant next door. He's gesturing to the staff, presumably asking again if someone was in the bathroom, as he doesn't see me. I then put him out of his misery by walking into their next restaurant. Okay, I'm going to skip some of this, but they eventually find each other. So I'm really annoyed about how, about how all of this has gone so far, but here we are, so I decide to try to be positive and see how it goes between us now that we're in person. I ask the waiter a question about the options, and Matt comes up and puts his hand on my lower back. My internal reaction is that I don't feel comfortable at all with him touching me there, but I don't externally react because I'm trying to tame this intense hunger by getting to the eating portion of this date already. We get our food. It's great. I'm less irritated now. I don't remember what he initially started talking about, probably because I was so distracted about how he was talking and other nonverbals. I felt the need to just be direct about what I was thinking because I was so confused. He seemed like he was on drugs, drunk, or something other than baseline sober. I point blank asked him if he was on drugs. He looked a little confused and said no, but was also somewhat unconvincing. He then said how he'd taken half of an Adderall. I was trying to figure out his baseline personality and demeanor, and I guess it's just someone who really seems like they're on drugs. He then transitioned into telling me about how he'd been poisoned from taking Lexapro. No judgment whatsoever about him taking a med that's prescribed for depression and anxiety. I just somehow made a mental note and continued listening. Cut to him showing me a video of him peeing blood. The time had come to address boundaries, a concept which so far seemed quite lost on him. I said that he could have just told me about what happened instead of showing me an actual video. His defensive response was, it's not like you could see my dick. To his credit, he later admitted to that not being okay. There's more, but this is already super long. I'll leave you all with one last highlight. He told me about how he was driving behind a friend slash acquaintance who had gotten into a car accident. He and the friend who were driving behind that car pulled over to help. He described the scene of having to move a severed limb out of the way as he was making his way into the mangled car. The guy who was driving had his abdomen severely severed by part of the car and ended up dying. The fuck? <laughs> I know that was long, but the um, peeing blood really got me there. What in the world? People are so weird. I can't think of anything like that crazy happening to me before. But you telling me that story reminded me of another story of my own. And this is like the only time I think I've been ghosted? Question mark? This guy also showed up to that birthday. Remember? That birthday had like multiple love interests show up. <laughs> it was like my own episode of The Bachelorette. So you're 21st? Couldn't tell you. Okay. But this guy, he didn't go to Texas A&M. He went to Sam Houston. So he drove from... Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Whatever city that is, to College Station. Did he have, like, a whole posse of friends with him? I think so. But for some... I can't even remember the exact storyline of this. But basically, he had said, let's go on a date on this date. And I was like, okay, cool. And I had been out of town or something, so I had just gotten back in town. And I was like, hey, like, are we still on for our date? He, like, never said anything else. And I'm like, hello? Like what and he like we had met in person he came to my birthday 
but it was a very odd situation. He also thought he was like an Instagram model. Yes. And I'm like, you're like, uh, you're not a 10. Like, chill out. I, I can see this now retrospectively. In the moment, I was like, oh, what? Like, n- before that, I had never been asked on a date. And then the guy was just like disappeared yeah so he came from out of town came to your birthday party and then nothing after that yeah no it was bizarre men in college are really weird like i think that's like the weirdest part of their life where they just don't know how to act i mean there's plenty of other tomfoolery that i had to deal with but we're not gonna get into that one because i'm just so precious i know what you're thinking i'm not gonna say it. i'm gonna get it out of you on here one day hell nah <laughs> hell nah. nah your turn Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, another story. I met a girl in the club whilst working as a nightlife photographer. You meet a lot of girls that way. It's a good icebreaker. She was pretty sweet and funny, and we kept bumping into each other throughout the night as I worked. Ended up finishing work and getting to chat to her a bit. Things were great, and we ended up going back to her place for a bit of drunken rumpy pumpy. Never heard that one before. <laughs> either. When we got into her room, it was like a normal student room, posters on the wall, etc. Typical girl stuff, you know. Twilight poster, calendar of a boy band, some frilly stuff, all that. Quite cute. Anyway, we got down to business and we were nearly naked when she whispers into my ear in the sexiest way possible, bite me like Edward. (laughs) Me. (laughs) I had my clothes on and was out the door faster than you could even imagine. I proudly wore a shirt for a long time. That said, I'm a sucker for vampires. I hate you. <laughs> I still love a good Twilight marathon. I wouldn't say it like that, but sure. I just can't. Like, I'm not, I just like picture myself in that situation and be like, I think I have COVID. <laughs> I would think of the most extreme thing. Another one of our friends, I hope they don't get upset. <laughs> don't say their name. I'm not. Another one of our friends one time was hooking up with this guy. And you saying like sexily whispered in my ear, he did the same thing to her and told her that he loved her scent. Ew. Yeah. <gasps> that's, that's worse than bite me like Edward. Mm, no. <laughs> no. Next. So I met this guy on Tinder and we started talking. He happened to have a brother in my hometown and said he was staying with him that weekend. So I agreed to meet him while I was in town after class. He was an hour later than he said he would be, so I waited in my car until we, until he got there. I lived an hour outside of town, so I couldn't go home while I waited. I knew he had driven for about an hour and a half to come see me that night, so I gave him a second chance. The next morning, we went to breakfast. When we were agreeing on a time, I asked if it could be a little later since I lived so far out of town, and he responded, Of course, I noticed you lived super far out when I was looking at your Snap map, like your location on Snapchat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I let it go. I only had mine on so my roommate could make sure I'm okay. He started getting overly affectionate as soon as we got to the restaurant. I'm not a fan of PDA, so I asked him to stop, and was and he was talking about engagement rings and spending his life with me. I asked him to slow down because I wasn't okay with how fast he was moving. He agreed, and we continued to talk and eat breakfast. After breakfast, I decided I'd go to the local coffee shop and do some calc homework while I thanked him for breakfast and told him I was going to study. He followed me to the coffee shop. I had gotten out my laptop notes and my TI-84 calculator. When he saw it, his next words were him saying that he would be borrowing my calculator for an exam he needed to take for his job. I brushed it off with, I use it literally every day in physics, so I don't think I can be without it, and tried to start working. But I got nothing done because he started FaceTiming his family so he could introduce me. Then he began talking about how he wanted to see my house and meet my family that day. 
Again, I asked him to slow down because I wasn't comfortable with introducing them to somebody I barely knew. He continued to talk about how he wanted to meet my family, and every time he mentioned it, I expressed my discomfort at the idea of my family meeting someone I had only met in person twice. A few days later, I told him I couldn't continue to pursue a relationship with him because I didn't feel like he was taking my request to slow down seriously. He brushed it off and continued to message me. If I didn't respond quick enough, he would blow my phone up until I responded. My breaking point was when he texted me, tell your family I'm taking them to dinner tonight. The next message was, also, I need you to bring your calculator so I can use it for my test. I felt like he was being too pushy with how fast he he was moving and wanting me to let him use my stuff without actually asking me. At that point, I was done and just blocked him. Moral of the story, everyone either wants to hook up or has no boundaries and wants to get married immediately. Tell your family I'm taking them to dinner. That's so cringy. Like, read the fucking room. I think some people really can't read the room. That story (laughs) made me think about um, me and Eric. And because now I'm like thinking about it and like, well, if if we hadn't have like ended up, you know, working out, this story would be really cringy. So me and Eric went on our first date on like a Friday. The next day we did something and then he's like, let's go. Um, His mom caught him or something. And he's like, oh, let's just go to meet my mom, blah, blah, blah. Or like go go to pho with her. And like now I think back on I'm like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Like no, I that's 100% just crazy. met him and he's like, oh, let's just go meet my, like my mom. And we did. Like I met his mom <laughs> on like the second date. But also the second day of y'all ever actually hanging out in person. Yeah. No, y'all are weird for that. I mean – It's strange, but also, I mean, I didn't, the thing is, I didn't think it was weird though at the time. I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it wasn't awkward. I was just like, oh, hi. I mean, it's good that it wasn't awkward, but. But like, I can just imagine like, what if Eric was a total lunatic? And then I was like, he made me meet his mom on his, on the second date. Well, you're the one that agreed to it, so. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Okay, I have another one. This is pretty funny. So uh, these people were supposed to go on a date and he called 20 minutes before he was supposed to pick her up. Told me he'd be a couple hours late because he wanted to play basketball. Ball is life, bro. So the time rolls around that he was supposed to pick her up. Again, no show. 20 minutes later, a car pulls up and his mom gets out. Keep in mind we're freshmen in college. He sent his parents to come get her. 20 minute drive to his house in the car alone with his parents. He proceeded to talk about the girl he was in love with for the rest of the date and ended it with an awkward hug stating that it wouldn't work because we lived too far away. (laughs) That's crazy. I just don't. Like, what do you even say? I would have been flabbergasted. Wait, so did they have dinner? Yeah. They, the parents went and picked her up, brought him back to their house, and they went on a date. And the entire date, he was talking about this girl that he loved. (laughs) You're like, well, why did we have to go through all this, brother? Like, why? Sir, it sounds like you need a therapist, not Tinder. Sounds like he was using Tinder for free therapy. Like, let me emotionally dump on you right now. Can I unload, please? I'm just, like, thinking about (laughs) the audacity of men sometimes. (laughs) One time, this guy that I was in a situationship with, Mm -hmm. he, like, drove multiple hours somewhere to come see me. And I think by the time we even were, like, got together that evening, I think he must have already been drinking a good amount because we met up at a bar and he seemed, like, plastered. And then he got up and drunkenly sang some, like, 
dumbass karaoke song. I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember sitting there like, that's a nick. All right. (laughs) All right, sure. And then he was too drunk to drive from there. So I had to drive leaving there. He did have a hotel. Then he was so drunk he couldn't find his room key. And then he couldn't like figure out how to get a room key from the front desk. And so like I was just sitting in the car while he walked back and forth from the (laughs) office to the room. Just like waiting. And then somehow we ended up like we did finally get access to the room and he was so drunk that like nothing even happened and he just like passed out and I just left and like didn't see him again for a while. 18, 19 year old us was not the brightest. We were not. We were trifling. Trifling. I think we should expose ourselves. I don't know who you were dating. I don't know if you were dating Preston when we did this. We were, it was a Saturday night. We were at home doing nothing. I feel like I know what you're going to say. I don't know why we did this, but we got for dressed some dumb, up. Yeah, for some dumbass boy. We didn't get dressed up. We put heels on. Yeah, but we had to put an outfit on to go with the heels. I don't think we did. I had like jean shorts on and you know I wasn't lounging in jean shorts. Okay, keep going. We go, so we were literally doing nothing. We're like, let's go to Northgate, which is like the bar area. Oh, I'm thinking of something different. <laughs> Another trifling story I'm thinking of. You go ahead. We went to Northgate just to walk down this bottle cap alley and take a video of us walking as if we were out there clubbing when we were not. I hate us. Just to either post it or send it to be like mischievous. Yeah, jealous. Yeah, when we were definitely not out. I don't know who was the target on that one. Who freaking knows? Who literally knows? But we did that. It's probably one of these dumb fucks we've already talked about. That or it might have been to scam Preston. <laughs> 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 Let's just go and like take a Snapchat really fast. Like make it look like we're like out. And like we were so like we thought we were like so cool. Like yeah we're gonna do that and get away with it. And we did. I mean we got away with it but like but why? No I was thinking of something similar. We must... <laughs> We must have done this multiple times <laughs> because the one that I'm thinking of, we just put heels on because our driveway was long. Oh, my God. Yes. And so it was just like a snap of us, like our feet walking in heels. Once again, making it look in like our we own were driveway. Out. So fucking dumb. And you would do it, too. OK, you would do it, too, to find a man. We were like another level it's crazy honest to god how much your like whole personality and like your maturity can literally change in five years or three years yeah like i would never do that like what like i don't know her listen i'm not gonna lie i think our mindsets are different because we are in relationships if we were both still single we'd probably still be doing some trifling ass shit Mm. Mm mm-hmm no I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because when I was single, when I was like 22 or 23, I wasn't doing any of that trifling shit. But maybe that's because that was like the COVID lockdown. <laughs> Couldn't go anywhere. You were not even single. You weren't single for that long. Yeah, I know. But still, I didn't do anything like that. But maybe it's because when we were roommates, it was just like. No, that's what I'm saying. Because and Tweedledum. we couldn't do anything because I was at home fucking breastfeeding. <laughs> if I wasn't. These two Looney Tunes just plotting on the craziest things we would have been partnering <laughs> up literally two partners in crime with Once one brain cell baby off my tit i'll help you go do whatever <laughs> oh my gosh 
I'm going to cold call Beth. <laughs> Beth, you better answer. I know you're not out doing something. I know you're at home cooking. Hi. What? <laughs> you're on air. You're on air. Do you have a second? Do what? Do you have a second? I, I do. I do. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Okay, so we're talking about first date or just date in general horror stories. I kind of already told the story about the man that wouldn't leave your house that one night when we were all over. Yes. Also, um, <laughs> we've named you Beth for this episode, just so you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you- do you have any other stories? Do you have like a good one out in your pocket that you could whip out for us if you want to? Beth is the queen of I mean, storytelling. This one wouldn't be like a horror story, but it would be like something to think about in this day and age with people meeting people on apps. Okay. So one of them, I don't know if you'll remember, this was like our, I don't know, it was probably when we first met. I was like a sophomore, maybe. And it was one of the first people I met on like an app. And he was like, come to my house and I'll cook you dinner. And my dumb ass was like, okay. And so I, I went. I went on this date. I didn't even tell my roommate at the time. And I just went. Like, I could have died. Like, because looking back at that situation, I would not ever do that today. I would, like, share my location with people. I would, like, I don't know, run a background check. But I was, like, 20 years old. And I just went to this random stranger's house and like it turned out fine, sure, but it could have been bad. Yeah, I talked about how I had a first date with this guy who drove in from San Antonio. Oh, that's where this guy was from. Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. Shady. (laughs) We're just wondering because we just know you have so many good stories. I mean, I have some stories, but not really dating ones, you know, because, you know, when you date the same one for seven years, you, you don't really have any other dating stories because ours was very, very mild. Besides the cake. The cake? The cake. Oh, the, cake. like the cake, the cake. Huh? Like, are we talking about like cake by the ocean or like food? <laughs> A physical cake you made. Oh, you know, honestly, that too. Yeah, it was like two months in and he like thought I was annoying he wanted out but I was like no you can't leave me so it was like one in the morning Walmart was open in 24 hours at this time and um I had been drinking it was like Marv night at Fuzzies and so I had I had finally gotten home and I was like I this man can't like you know desert me so I went to Walmart <laughs> I got a cake and I wrote on it and I was like sorry I'm a bitch or something to that to that effect <laughs> like I don't remember exactly what it said and he wouldn't come to the door for me to give it to him um, so I just left it there um, at the Islander <laughs> in front of his door. And uh, then I just went home and cried. And I was like, maybe he'll eat this cake and like me. And then turns out he didn't ever go get the cake, but his roommate found it and ate it. So that was good. <laughs> okay, it's kind of ringing a bell now. Loki, we've kind of been talking about how men are crazy this episode, and you just gave a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> it's, it's me. me. I'm the, <laughs> okay. the problem, it's me. Okay, well, thanks for letting us cold call you. <laughs> okay, bye, Beth. Bye. <laughs> I didn't know you never heard the cake story. I have, but it's just been a minute. The stories are endless around here. 
Okay, I'm going to try another friend. We'll still keep her anonymous. Anonymous friend hour. Hey, baby. Oh, you're at the store. Yeah. You're on air. Oh, snap. Hello, world. <laughs> We're doing an episode on, like, crazy first dates or, like, instances. <laughs> yeah, she rolled her eyes. <laughs> or just, like, men Trifling. fucking wilding out. Do you have anything in your back pocket that you want to share with everybody? Call me. I have so many stories. So do you want like crazy first date or crazy men in general? Because I've got both. Either Whichever one you want or both. Okay, so <laughs> one time I was dating this guy in college and we had been dating a while, like a long time. And all of a sudden I started getting text messages from a random number. And this guy that I was getting text messages from was like, hey, I... Like, I have this class with you. I got your number from this other friend. Um, we're working, like, we're trying to start a study group. Like, do you want to be in our study group? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I need to be in that study group because I'm not smart. Whatever, right? So me and this random guy, this number, start, like, texting back and forth about the class that we're in, right? Talking about, like, assignments and projects and, like, trying to plan a study group thing well then it comes to like meet up for this study group he's like oh uh everybody else bailed like it's just us and i was like yeah i don't think like i'm comfortable with that and he's like oh come on like i'll take you to dinner first like we can just like meet up for dinner and then study and i was like i have a boyfriend he was like oh it's fine like he doesn't need to know like it's not a big deal like you're pretty it's it's all good and i was like no like i'm good but thank you like i just wanted to like be in a study group no thank you well, come to find out, two weeks later, after this guy keeps texting me and trying to ask me on a date and trying to get me to, like, engage in, like, flirting with him and stuff, it, in fact, was my boyfriend using a fake phone number to text me to see if I would, like, <laughs> cheat on him. And I didn't because I'm a great human. But no, this man consistently, like, five times was like, it's fine. Like, nobody needs to know. Like, I'll meet at your house, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, trying to get me to, like, meet up with him and, like, cheat on my boyfriend. But it was my boyfriend. What? Why do world? I not remember this? Trauma. He tried to, I was like, confronted him and I was like, hey, like, I think this is you. Like, what are you doing? And tried to, like, confront him. And then he gaslit me and was like, I would never do that. Like, I can't believe you'd even think that I would do something like that. And I was like, mm. so then, sneaky snake, um, I texted the, like, wrong guy sitting next to him with his phone like in between us and it pops up on his phone and i was like hmm suspicious what is this sir what is this and you know what i was right go with your gut ladies go with your gut that's wild i don't remember that before my a&m times oh okay 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 you pick up what i'm putting down Yeah, yeah 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 so that was crazy uh there's also a first date story, different guy. Uh, we met, this was this one was I and him. We met in a yoga class. So first off, why are we both in like a yoga class? Um, whatever, I'm here for it. In a yoga class, asks me on a date. And I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, wasn't like 100% it, but okay. And he's like, oh, I'm going to like cook you this really nice meal. Like come over to my apartment. Everything's going to be like great. And I was like, okay, cool sure so i'm like cool yoga guy meeting up at his apartment he's gonna cook me some pasta that involves shrimp whatevs right so i text him and i'm like hey leaving my house i'm on my way over and he's like okay cool i hope you're wearing tennis shoes 
<laughs> I was like, what? what? Like, I'm, are we supposed to be eating like pasta that involves shrimp? Like, why does that involve tennis shoes? Like, two and two is not adding up four. And I was like, of course, I'm a heel girl. I was in like a little booty situation. And I was like, no, 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 that was not in the what? And so I was like, no, I'm not wearing tennis shoes and he's like oh well can you go back home and like pick some up <laughs> what why and i was like i'm so confused so i like went home put some tennis shoes in the back of my car and was like praying this man was not about to ask me to like jog to something like run a marathon like, yeah like what this is not the turkey trot like what is happening here sir i was promised dinner and it was pasta so very confused put some tennis shoes in the back of my car and i get to his house and he's like, hey, and he, you can tell this man tried so hard. He was trying so hard to be like, darling. He had music and there was candles. He put, he put the effort. This is where he went wrong. Okay, so he's like, um, well, I figured, because I went over there like six o'clock or something. It was pretty early. He was like, I figured while there's still like some daylight that we can just, um, we can go play like ultimate frisbee around <laughs> my apartment <laughs> until the sun goes down and then I'll make you dinner. Are you joking me right now? Is, is this for real? Ultimate, I don't think I've thrown a frisbee since like 1982. But like, what are you talking about? So I literally look all cute. My hair's all curled. And I have to take off my shoes that match my outfit, put on my dirty Nikes, and go play ultimate frisbee with this man. I was like... What, what is the difference between regular frisbee and ultimate frisbee? The man who's playing it. <laughs> How much force is behind the throw? If the frisbee is going into a chain link... Oh, it's like disc golf? I don't know. The shoes were because you needed to run for the hills. Honestly, like, I should have been like, oh, no, my car broke. I can't come. But, you know, I was dangerous at those 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 years. It's low-key kind of sweet if somebody was, like, trying to share their interest with you. I could see that. But that definitely gives the vibe of somebody that runs the turkey trot on Thanksgiving. And that's just not what we need in our lives. I feel like I like the interest, like, sharing the interest. That is cute. But I feel like that's, like, a second date situation. <laughs> not, like, a surprise. First date. Hope you brought tennis shoes. You know, like, mm, I feel like, you know, Ultimate Frisbee, it's, it's its own date. Um, after you know that I hate it. It's a little bamboozled and led astray. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us. Of course. I'm so glad that I could share some of my stories. Alrighty, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Damn. The one about the texting, that's actually fucking crazy. I kept thinking it was going to go that way, and I was like, no. I didn't think that. Both of our jaws actually dropped when she said that. What? How did I not know that? It was a reverse catfish almost. That's like next level. Both of those stories, I'm like, if I showed up for a first date and they thought I was going to go play ultimate frisbee, I'd be like, "Eh, you got the wrong one. I'm I'm just going to spare us both some time here, bud. It's like when somebody, like, if somebody were to ask me on a first date and we're, like, planning it and he's like, do you want to go on a hike? No. (laughs) No, I don't. I think the episode title should be The Audacity of Men. I mean, yeah. Kind of like a recurring theme besides Beth. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like you have anything? I mean, I guess we kind of already exposed ourselves a little bit of, like, how we were trifling. 
That's really the only trifling thing I can think of. I never created a fake burner account to text someone to try to DM someone. No. What are you thinking of? I'm not. No, I never like created a burner account, but I, we didn't have to make burner accounts because if we needed to creep on somebody like I could follow, you know, or like one of our random friends could have checked a story. So it wasn't you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Or you can just like hold down the Instagram story beside it and like pull it over because you know they're the next in line, but you don't fully open their story so you don't show up on their like list of views, but you see what their story is. Yeah, no, I've never done that ever. Mm-hmm. Never even heard of that. What's an Instagram story? Never heard of her. That's that on that. That's that on trifling. <laughs> it's going to take some more wine to expose <laughs> a little bit more. Thank you so much for being a part of my quarter life crisis. Tell a friend to tell a friend all about my quarter life crisis. Let us know what your horror stories are. Please, like, please validate us. Come on. I know. I know y'all have done some of this shit too. Let's not play. Share your stories. Let the world hear it. We will not name names. If you want us to share on here, if it's that crazy, if you want us to share on here without your name, let us know. DM us, please. I could get down with like an anonymous friend happy hour, like just little stories where we just bop them in and just tell the funny stories that you can't associate with your name publicly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like maybe I can just like pretend like some of the stories that I have of my own are anonymous and then I'll just say them. So I won't feel so like exposed. Smart. Smart. Smart girls. As always, you can find us at mycourtalifecrisis.pod. You can find me at Addison Eteaki, E-T-E-A-K-I. And you can follow me on Instagram at caroline.clon, C-L-O-N. Until next week, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.